Welcome to our podcast in Mindsight, where we discuss the latest thought-provoking ideas and concepts which we stumbled upon on our self-improvement journey. As always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host Elias. I'm Yasin, and let's dive right into this week's topic, which is meditation. Well, contemplative meditation, to be more exact. But, well, yeah, I guess, first of all, why the topic? Where are we coming from? And... Welcome back, our listeners. <laughs> yeah, so much for that. Um, so, so to wrap this up from from behind, um, I've I as as some of you know, I'm I'm studying philosophy part time, and I participated at um, a course that was about meditation, uh, where I got taught a bit of about meditation. Theoretically, as well as meditating several times a day that that seminar course took. And I want to share on a bit my experience, like the clueless, clueless newbie I was <laughs> with the meditation experience. And yeah, I suppose, first question, Yasin, before we dive into it, <laughs> you already expected it. Have you already ever meditated? I have tried, yes, but I think I never kept it up for more than maybe two weeks. Mm. Um, I don't know why, honestly. It just kind of felt like a waste of time. And I was thinking, mm -hmm. okay, those, I don't know, 10 to 30 minutes I can use to actually do stuff instead of, <laughs> I don't know. You just mean watching the Netflix series? And that's... thinking, right. <laughs> right, I mean productive stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no man but i've yeah for some reason i just haven't kept going and i've told myself for a long time now that i want to like get into it again but for some reason i just haven't yeah why why did you start it in the first place because i was reading all these articles and i was listening uh. to people on youtube and stuff and they were saying you know meditation is like really good for you and it's really important mm. and there are a ton of benefits and all of that and that's the initial reason I started, but for some reason, you know, I, I didn't see that big of a of Benefit. an improvement. Which obviously, after two weeks, you can't really see that big of a big of an improvement. But whatever. And yeah, so it's just like working out <laughs> as a new yeah, kind of, kind of like that, <laughs> kind of like that. It was just yeah, I, I wasn't nice. sticking to it, and I was kind of impatient with concrete results, and then I just stopped. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much summed up my experience with meditation so far. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much of a dropped mini habit, I guess. Um, but this time, I I pretty much got convinced to try it out for longer, and let's see how how well that goes over the next few weeks and months. But yeah, um, I suppose. Let's get into a bit of theoretical stuff. Let's try to not keep it that theoretical. Um, so there are two to yeah, to start out. There are two kinds of meditation that you could follow. First one is a meditation to get in a certain kind of mood. Like many people do meditation because they want to be relaxed or experience happiness. And well. That's 
according to a lot of people, not really meditation. If you're listening to the whale sounds that is a, some random app is trying to play to you. <laughs> um, right. Not to not to discriminate against those people. Do whatever you want. <laughs> if that makes you feel good, then <laughs> all right. <laughs> Enjoy your fish. <laughs> um, and the other kind is meditation where you not try to alter your mood or not try to alter your thoughts, where you actually just try to get aware of, of your personal mood and accept it and also yourself and how you're currently feeling um, and maybe even think a bit about that, how much you should think. We get it a bit, a bit later. Um, and that's called contemplative meditation in the sense of, yeah, thinking thinking about it a bit more, yeah. Um, and the first important thing there is, as you already heard, it's not about controlling yourself and forcing yourself to think nothing and commenting on yourself and how well you're doing or judging yourself, whether you actually manage to think nothing or to focus on something for a while. Um, that was one of the big mistakes I did, I guess, uh, when I started out before that meditation course. Um, so it's not about that. You don't need to change anything. You are not supposed to judge you. You are just supposed to listen to your unfiltered stream of, of thought a bit. That's supposed to give you an inner freedom. And that sounds all very spiritual right now. Um, let's make it a bit more hands-on. Um, there was this... There was this guy, John Kabat-Zinn, and he took like the, um, he took like meditation from, which originally comes from religion, right, to make it into a therapy, a therapy for people who experience chronic pain, um, or chronic pain patients, and whose uh, life quality is very low because they can't do anything because their pain is keeping them from it. Just you can't move if everything hurts, you know? Um, and what he did, he introduced kind of um, this meditational practice, introduced um, a certain anchor um, that you focus on during meditation. Uh, for example, how the breath feels um, when, it, when it leaves your nostrils. And that way, um, you can imagine the pain somewhere in your body being, being like a magnet for your attention, right? Whenever you want to work or whenever you want to move around, whatever, your attention is drawn to the pain, let's say, in your leg. Um, and you can't do anything because that pain is, um, how do you say, paralyzing you. But by practicing that meditation with a certain body part as an anchor, those patients learn to, to focus their attention on something else, uh, something different than that paralyzing body part. And so they also outside of meditation, they were able to, to, to keep that habit up and get influenced by that pain magnet less because their attention, they could focus it on, on different parts and kind of put that pain out of their focus and focus on something else. And that obviously improved their life quality drastically without any pain medication that um, makes you 
very, hey, what's going on? <laughs> um, which is a, a problem with, for example, cancer patients, because on the one hand, you don't want to pain, and on the other hand, you don't want, um, uh, you, don't, you still want to be conscious, you still want to be you, right? And not a drug addict. <laughs> yeah. And that's basically what in that meditation course we are adapting to do. And that's, yeah. First of all, I guess, yes, any questions on that? That was a long monologue already. <laughs> well, okay. So, interesting. basic, <laughs> yeah, interesting. Okay. First of all, very interesting. Um, so, the starting point of contemplative meditation is basically just gaining control of your attention, of where your attention goes and what you pay attention to. Um, okay. I don't know whether I can agree on that because I'm not that much into it yet. Um, okay. But um, it comes from religion and there is uh, use in yeah, psychological therapy that shows that it seems to be working, at least when it comes to that. Okay. Okay. All right. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that means no comment. All right. Um, then I go on a bit. A little fun sure. fact. Google also adopted that um, kind of... I would, or let's, let's, get, let's get into the process of trying to take that um, body anchor part and try to actually meditate with that. Um, let's investigate that closer and then let's see what Google did. <laughs> sure. With, with the meditation thing. Okay. Um, first of all, you also take that uh, weird meditational position where you're like a bit forced to stay upright and stuff. That's just to, to notice that uh, when you seem to doze off or when you fall asleep, then you, you kind of are leaning to some somewhere and falling over. And that's just to to make you notice that. Other than that, it's not that important, actually. Um, and in that meditation seminar, um, we used our breath as a focus point or an anchor. Um, and everybody might have different preferences when it comes to that. I don't know. I, I focused on the breath leaving my nostrils because that was kind of a repeating process and it was easy to feel and easy to focus on. And now what you try is to come back to that anchor when you're meditating. Whenever you notice that you deviated from, from focusing on the breath passing through your nostrils or your chest rising and, and falling or um, the feeling of, of air flowing through your um, throat, then you make the attempt to get back to that focus point repeatedly. Um, and before you, and that's where the contemplative aspect comes into play, and before you get back to um, trying to only focus on the feeling of your breath, you should take a short notice of what you've been thinking about in that stream of thought that made you deviate. Um, maybe personal problems, wishes. Um, it can also be more on a meta level, like the way you talk to yourself. Maybe you were like very, um, how, how do you say, like very mean to yourself in your <laughs> language pattern. 
con condescending, that's the word. Um, um, or your thought patterns, maybe there emerges some larger, bigger picture. Um, I don't know, that you have problems with uni or whatever. Um, whatever sticks out, you take a short notice of it, but don't follow that stream any further. Um, and focus back on your breath. Um, yeah, and the goal is, which I also was, a, was um, when I took up meditation before that course, I thought the goal was to focus on your breath and to think nothing or just think about that anchor point um, to think successfully only about that feeling. But it's not the goal of contemplative meditation. The goal is like to make repeatedly the attempt to focus back on, on that anchor point and take notice of your thoughts. That's how you can imagine it a bit like the, the process. And at the end, you what you basically have is a better insight into your thought patterns on how you interact and talk to yourself, uh, which positions you take in your argumentations or whatever, whatever came to your mind. Um, so that anchor point, you could say as metaphorically, serves as a contrast agent to make your thoughts more visible to yourself. It also makes you notice, man, I'm not constituted by my inner life and my thoughts and my feelings that much. It's more like the me that's looking down on those thoughts and observing them a bit that is actually me. And I'm not controlled by my feelings and thoughts. I can control them more or less a bit. Even though that's not the, the controlling aspect is not part of meditation. Just you're just supposed to notice what's going on in yourself. Yeah, another long monologue. <laughs> right. Okay. Some questions. Let's make this interactive. Yes. So yes, you. For how long or how often have you done that kind of meditation now? That kind of meditation, um, probably a dozen of times, twelve times. Okay. Well. And have you? like experienced any difference or any kind of improvement or any change whatsoever um first of all um even though that's not the main goal of this part of meditation i i first of all also noticed that my mood and my feelings changed because i was able to calm down because i'm like a very um stressful person that wants to think about this and that and that and constantly has to do something and doing that and I don't know after uni or whenever I feel stressed that made me calm down even though as, as I established earlier that's not the main goal that but it might happen it might also still like like the meditation itself can also feel pretty miserable to be honest um, I don't know if you've been drinking out the night before <laughs> and have a headache and stuff it can feel pretty miserable and you have to deal with that or maybe all the thoughts, thoughts you notice are uh, horrible because, I don't know, a relative of you died and everything seems shitty. The meditation doesn't have to feel good. It's just supposed to, I guess, give you a better insight into your thoughts. Um, but for me so far, it worked out to have a feel-good effect afterwards, relaxedness stuff. And 
yeah um other than that i think i'm also i have not done it often enough to um to having gotten known gotten known every thought pattern of mine um but the the goal i guess is to get more and more familiar with yourself to see more and more thought patterns of yourself and then after you've been doing it for i don't know one or two months and the thought comes to mind <coughs> then you see man ah yeah it's just that thought pattern i saw like two weeks ago again i should not talk to myself in that way <laughs> that's like <laughs> nobody should right. talk to themselves in that way or um it's just another um I don't know what the excuse for for not working or that other person might be right there because I, my argumentation always used to be like that. So I don't, to be honest, I don't have, um, I don't think I have that clear of benefits yet. And we might want to do another update episode on that where we talk a okay. bit about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Interesting. And I need to note is, down what I'm thinking about. Then I also remember what I have been thinking sure. during the meditation, right? <laughs> Afterwards. Sure. The thing is, listening to you, I kind of feel like trying again. Mm -hmm. um, like just meditating in, in general and kind of finding what type of meditation. Yes, in second time. Best. That will be our episode title. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, I don't know. Like, okay, how, how does the process look for you? You basically just decide okay i'm gonna meditate for i don't know do you set like a oh yeah the length time? Uh, right that's probably also something i need um for now 15 minutes okay do you set a timer or is it just you try to yes. remind yourself yes. after 15 or minutes? i do it in the subway okay like randomly and then i i'm not that deep into a, i'm not i'm not a meditational guru that can force everything out of focus i hear the announcement of the subway obviously and then i know okay right. i guess it's time to get off now but in between i can it's, it's quite i don't know it probably looks weird but who cares <laughs> just <laughs> some answer. random guy sitting there with his eyes like, closed very upright up, eyes closed yeah. um arm through the, his backpack so that nobody can steal it from him because he doesn't pay attention <laughs> right and <laughs> yeah right Okay. Probably very weird, but yeah. And other than that, sure. yes, set yourself a timer. Not so, one that is like, ring, ring, <laughs> or whatever that no, like no, shocks you when you like get out of my alarm meditation. The I wonder how many people are shocked right now. Um, <laughs> 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 with that thing. But I hope I hope nobody was listening to that as an ASMR thing to fall asleep. No, <laughs> not a good idea. <laughs> all right okay so yeah. you just decide to meditate you set your timer for 15 minutes or you just mm. you know when you're in the subway whatever okay yeah. and you find your anchor which you've already said it's kind of yes your breath leaving your nostrils for you but you can mm. basically choose whatever anchor you want yes. okay and then what you do is just try every time you kind of deviate from focusing on your anchor you just try to redirect your attention to your anchor and refocus on that and through yes. that you can re realize you know what kind of things you tend to think about what worries you what kind of mm. thoughts and feelings arise and all of that and, and very important before you get back your attention on your anchor point 
quickly take notice what you've been actually thinking about because that was also a, probably a mistake of mine at the beginning where I tried it out um, in the seminar. I did not take notice of that. And therefore, I didn't even remember what I was thinking about after the meditation. Okay. Yeah. All right. And let me actually circle back to what contemplative meditation is all about you said you said the goal is to stop judging yourself to let your thoughts flow and to achieve some sort of inner freedom yeah inner free yeah yeah okay 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 i know man <laughs> like the thing is is it okay the thing is for me, like I listen to all of that and, you know, I agree and I see the benefits, but mm. for some reason it's kind of like, okay, but I don't know. For me, it just, at least from my experience so far, it's just as beneficial to me to just, similar to you, when I sit in the, in the subway and just listen to music or whatever, and just let my thoughts flow freely. That's some kind of meditation to me. And that's kind of how I feel like I can achieve inner freedom. You know? Yeah. And but th there isn't like there isn't this concept for me of I'm trying to refocus on my anchor. I'm just but, letting like everything flow and just yeah. kind of let it be, you know, for I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And the thing is are you just letting it flow um, or are you taking notice of what you are letting flow there actively? Mm, I'm not taking notice of it as actively as I could, but I think I'm definitely aware of what, what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling and kind of the mm. things that worry me or whatever. And I don't know. I mean, I want to try it. I will try it at some point, but. Probably, I guess you are aware to a certain to a certain point, yes, but not to the extent that you have in that meditation, I guess. Sure. Hmm, okay. Because then you, yeah, I guess that's the difference. Um, you are taking in a sort of meta position. Um, where you are actively trying to uh, that's not not directly the goal of the meditation but where you are observing yourself and when you're just letting your train of thought flow you are not observing yourself um, that closely okay yeah that's true that's true I don't know it's that's different from lying in bed in evening, I guess, there. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Could, by that logic, could, like, journaling, writing in a diary every, every evening for 10, 15 minutes, could that also be considered some form of meditation? Mm-hmm. That's a... I wish I wish we had someone who had more experience with that, like who had actual sound experience and not just a two-day seminar on that um, right. year. But that's a very interesting question. I think 
I think in in the sense of it being contemplative, yes. The sense of it being meditation, no, because you are not trying to not trying to focus. And I think that focusing aspect has to do a lot a lot with it. Um First of all, because if you're repeatedly trying and training to focus on a specific thing, then you will all also be able to apply that brain power in other daily situations outside of meditation. Um, that's what you're taking away from the meditational part, and that's what you probably... Maybe also to a certain extent, but not to the extent of meditation, are taking away from journaling and second of all i think journaling is also it depends on how you're doing it also obviously but i think journaling is also not that much trying to observe your thought pattern as a whole but only specific sections to it that you or specific train of thoughts you have and you follow those closer, and you investigate those closer, whereas in the meditation, you are just quickly taking notice of the train of thoughts you have, and um, I say push aside now, but that's a bit of, of a wrong word, um, and you then put them aside again um, to, to focus again, and let other stuff maybe then flow in. And so you're making, you probably have a more general overview of what um, worries you right now or what, what your brain is up to right now than when journaling. Right. I mean, sure, there are different types of journaling, like different journaling prompts and all of that. There are people who just have a few questions and they kind of write the answers down to all of them at the end of the day, like, what am I grateful for? What went well? What didn't went well? Whatever. Um, there's the kind of journaling where you just kind of write a diary and basically just blurt everything on the page that mm. you felt that day. But I think it'd be interesting to to look that up. If there's some kind of journaling prompt that focus on the same concepts as mm. meditation does to like have to choose one single thing to focus on for that day yeah. at the end of the day and then just only think about that one thing and mm. journal about that one thing although of course that's not yes. contemplative meditation but yeah i think it would still be something that you you're completely focused on one idea or one feeling mm. or one situation and you just try to like declutter and investigate that as deeply as possible and i don't know maybe there's some journaling prompt out there um <laughs> but given my given my track record with meditation and journaling <laughs> it's probably not yeah, something yeah, that yeah. I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna try um in the near future, but Man, still, there, there is, there is something like that out of the, out there. 
Um, and I don't know whether you know Marcus Aurelius, that Roman sure. emperor, Stoic himself. He, he did a sort of journal. Um, it's called his Meditations. It's not about meditating. It's more about... Well, actually, that's a funny connection, though. I think maybe it's called Meditations because it's a bit similar to it, right? Um, Probably. Man, that would... Hmm. Yeah, but um, he, he did uh, something similar that, that you suggested. Um, he wrote down different so-called Stoic spiritual exercises because Stoicism, or philosophy in general, back then in time, they didn't see it only as a theoretical construct. They also wanted to incorporate that in their life. And to do that, they needed to practice it, obviously. And he did, when he was in battlefield during the day, he was standing in uh, piles of blood and puddles of blood. And in the evening, he used to write, uh, he used to sit down and write in his journal. And he used to do um, those stoic spiritual exercises, which you can imagine as, um, what's a good example? Um, for example, he used to write down which person, um, which learning, which teachings from which person he is grateful for. And in that case, it's not about the aspect of being grateful that much. It's more about also being able to acknowledge those persons in your life, which you don't like that much, like your, your weird uncle at Christmas who always blurts out stupid comments about your occupation as, <laughs> as a philosopher or whatever. Um, it's, it's about that aspect and also acknowledging other people, uh, which has a connection to stoicism, which would be a bit difficult to explain right now. But um, it's basically the, the thought of man, we, uh, the Stoicism had the thought of man, we are all living together in a community, which is formed by our, um, what's the word? The rationalities, I think that's it. Yeah. And therefore you right. need to get along with everyone a bit. But yeah, mm. so much for that. So there have been, um, approaches also back in history also 2000 years ago where people maybe have used journaling in that way um, where they even did like spiritual exercises you can call them and that's it um, to get closer to yeah a certain ideal or to just investigate themselves closer in their thought patterns right yeah well it's interesting because actually they're kind of I found an interesting explanation for the word meditation. Mm -hmm. And one of them is a written or spoken discourse expressing considered thoughts on a subject. Mm -hmm. And in that manner, I think most of our episodes probably could be considered some type of meditation because mm -hmm. usually we have one or, one or two topics and usually we think about those topics beforehand and try to have a discourse expressing different perspectives, different opinions, um, different studies or whatever. So in that way, yeah. we meditate every week <laughs> <laughs> well, for one year now. Nice. Well, I mean, so, sure, not exactly. But. So I don't know. Personally, with the word 
meditations in the sense of writing something down or thinking about something, I still attach um, a sort of self-centeredness or a sort of reflection about a deeper topic on a meta level than just casually talking about uh, why we like music. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on how deep we get into the topic, mm. but sure. Sure. Yeah, I think, but I still think we have some episodes where we go quite deep. Probably. And it's probably. quite, it's quite, quite meditative in a way. Anyways, um, <laughs> we <laughs> talked about um, what meditation could be. I'm actually really curious about your Google story and oh, yeah. what, what they did concerning meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have to say, I'm not sure whether I remember it 100% correctly, but take it with a grain of salt. Um, in the early days of Google, like um, employee number 104 or so, um, I don't know his name anymore, sorry. He introduced meditation, like that form of meditation to Google, actually. And it worked out greatly. People really appreciated the courses. Um, they invited different um, meditational, how do you say, gurus is like a word that's negatively connotated for me, um, yeah. like experts, let's say, um, on, on that. And people really seem to enjoy it, to enjoy it. But Google kind of noticed, oh shit, man, those people get more aware of themselves. They, they sometimes even notice, man, the work at Google is probably not the right thing for me. <laughs> and Therefore, Google kind of restricted restricted the um, extent of those meditations um, to not think about your personal life um, goals and your personal values that much. And more uh, <laughs> right. in the sense of becoming aware of, yeah, maybe problems at work and how you could solve that and stuff, right? <laughs> right. So they... <laughs> they kind of altered it a bit, let's say. Mission failed <laughs> we're not, successfully. We're not, yeah, more or less. So right. that's probably not the intended use of that meditation, but yeah. Oof. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So much for that. Google, right? <laughs> um, and yeah. Another thing I talked about earlier, which I also can get a bit more into now, um, is the aspect of pushing aside your thoughts. Because I said that was not the right thing to think, the right way to think about it. Um, because that is, again, a form of, let's say, self-control you don't want to have there because you, you deem those thoughts as uh, unworthy to think about <laughs> to do it right. that way. You can more imagine it like um, a lens that in your brain can focus on different things. And then when you notice, okay, you have been turning the lens in your brain to a weird train of thought that you just have, then you just then you just turn it back. And all the random thoughts you have, they just turn blurry. They, they are out of the focus. Then they might still be there to some extent, but you are now focusing on... Um, your anger so you can more imagine okay. it like that than um, a forceful judging of 
oh no, I should not be thinking that right now. <laughs> right. You um you it's it's more about acceptance in that sense. And letting go. <laughs> that sounds also um spiritual. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, let's let's dive a bit deeper into one of those Ooh. concepts. Mm-hmm. Because it's actually something I've been thinking about a lot, which is self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. And it's quite difficult for me to kind of draw the line where it's still kind of a healthy self-acceptance and where it just turns into, oh, I don't really know or want to change that thing yet. And therefore, I'm just going to pretend it's self-acceptance when I choose to not change it, you know? It's kind of difficult for me to kind of mm-hmm. draw the line between those things. And I think self-acceptance has become very misused in, oh, yeah, uh, in our in um, 21st century because people are like, oh yeah, that's just who I am. That's how I've been born or that's just how I've been for the last 10 years. I've accepted myself and therefore I'm not going to change. And that's very negative usually. Hey folks, I hope you enjoyed this little teaser for the next episode. I think self-acceptance is a very important topic that everyone should have given a thought about at least once. Um, Yasin already teasered it. Um, Other than that, I want to excuse the bad audio quality. I only now notice in post-production that um the recording software seems to have picked up the wrong channel from my laptop instead of my mic um if you suck around until now man that's what i call dedication even though it's bad sound quality you are still around much love to you guys out there who were still around other than that on the next episode some of our meditational thoughts are continued and we will be talking about self-acceptance so stick around and in yeah have a nice week and bye bye guys <laughs>